Hello and welcome everyone to today's News Tonight, the weeknight news show where we're joined by special guests and our lovely patrons to discuss the day's gaming news. I'm your host, Derek Bittner, and I'm joined today by Steve Bowling, Ash Polson, and our special guest, Kaylin Marsgirl Sacedo. So let's see what's on the docket tonight. And first of all, welcome, uh, Kaylin. Uh, you did Hi. our Yakuza Like a Dragon review for us and turned out beautifully, if I must say. Thank you. I really appreciate that. Uh, Yakuza has quickly become one of my favorite franchises, and I I know I'm sitting here in what looks like I'm about to start a phasmophobia stream, but uh, (laughs) could not get these lamps to just calm down. Otherwise, I would have just been a ghost in phasmophobia, I guess, but here I am. I keep hearing about that game. Uh, I keep hearing that it's awesome. So so popular to stream right now. Yeah. It's freaking everybody out. Everybody loves to be terrified by it. I have not, as of yet, played it. I would love to, okay. though. Okay, okay. I saw some kind of, some call me Johnny's review of it, and to be honest, it didn't really interest me. You're like, you're ghost hunters, you're listening for stuff. Maybe you have to actually experience it, because just watching his footage, it's like, eh, it's, I don't see it being that big of a deal. It's also in, I think, isn't it an alpha, or what's it called? It's Where, in pre-release, yeah. Pre-release, um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and I, I don't get spooked super easily by things either. Like, I remember when Five Nights at Freddy's first came out, and my friends were like, you gotta sit down, you gotta play this, you're gonna be freaked out. And I was like, oh, this is fun, this is funny. And they were like, why aren't you, like, screaming and jumping out of your seat? I'm like, well, it's a fun game. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just not, I'm just I remember, not scared. <laughs> I remember when I reviewed uh, Fatal Frame Maiden of Blackwater, which I really liked and thought was terrifying and then Derek's over here like oh you know it's not really that scary you know whatever and I'm like nah man come on you didn't play it like I haven't, at night I haven't played it yet. in the, the dark by yourself the only time I got scared I, I will say the opening bits of Resident Evil 7 got me a few times there were some there nice. were some moments that really did get to me uh, and then when I played Resident Evil 2 remake I did it with headphones on at night in the dark so it was complete pitch black Mr. X is definitely uh, anxiety-inducing in that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so that got a little freaky. And I definitely got... I, I will always remember when I streamed Alien Isolation. And uh, there was one oh, time right. the alien... Like, I'm looking around, looking around. And all of a sudden, it, the alien bowls over me. And I somehow <laughs> survived. I'm like, he just, like, trampled me and left. And I'm like, what? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm alive. I'm all excited, surrounded by uh, chest bursters. Like, okay, we're gonna get out of here. <laughs> See, I'm Derek, a huge play... chicken. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm a huge okay. chicken when it comes to like scary, spooky games. Like, I I will not, by and large, play them. Uh, the last game I can remember that I played that really freaked me out was Eternal Darkness. Mm. Like, oh, that's been I, oh, okay. For whatever reason, I forced myself to choose that as my spooky game, and that shit was terrifying. <laughs> I think like, maybe... I, yeah, yeah, go ahead. It, it, no, I was just going to say, it, it like, screws with your head really mm. bad. Like, I remember, what was it? It had one where it, like, pretended to delete your whole memory card. Right. <laughs> and oh, it that got me, like, me. Yeah. I did mm. not pick up on it. I was like, no, 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 like, freaking out. <laughs> And and then it just boots right back to like normal. I was like, this is an awful game, and I hate it so much. I think Fatal <laughs> Frame might have been the only franchise that has ever kind of shaken me up. Fatal yeah. Frame's great. Fatal Frame's a fantastic franchise, though. So I, I, I played the... a little of the first game in the series for a Hall- for a Halloween stream. I was trying to do it all in one go, 
And oh, I, I was making that. good yeah. progress. And then I got to a certain boss or something when I was so low on film, so low on health, and I was kind of stuck in a dead game. It was like, it was literally get good or die. And I just kept dying. And I just like, I, <laughs> yeah. I've been streaming for six hours. I have to stop. <laughs> I can't, I I can't think do it. Like, eventually want to get back to it, but it was just too much. I think the most scared I've ever been in, in a game ever is Silent Hill 3. I love Silent mm. Hill, period. Mm. But Silent Hill 3, cause they, and, and any, anybody who's played the game knows exactly what I'm talking about, but there's a certain room uh, later in the game that has a mirror in it. It's like a, it's like a giant mirror, and the, the door locks behind you for no reason when you go inside. When you go inside the room, you try to go back out. You can't go out for no reason. And Heather's reflection in the mirror starts getting covered with blood. And eventually the reflection, her reflection stops moving and just stares at you. Yeah. And you can't get out of the room until the very end. If you have to keep trying the door and eventually the game will just let you out. But if you stay in the room, you die. It scares oh, the living hell out of me. Oh, so good. Mm. I love Silent Hill. Not played a Silent Hill, but that's not, that sounds interesting. I've, I've I, been curious to dip my toe into that series. I just haven't had a ch- chance. I've watched, You really only need to play the like, first three games. Fair. Yeah, I've watched my brother play those games. He he's really deeply into Silent Hill, and I gotta say, like even just watching it, I'm like, God, that is a spooky damn game. Like I I, I enjoyed yeah. watching someone else play them because it gave me that layer of separation I needed from having a damn heart attack. Uh, but I I want to to bring it back to the point you were making a while ago, Derek. I feel like I can look at a game and kind of get a feel for if I'm going to want to play it or not without playing it like i can discern what my level of interest will be pretty quickly with most games there are very few Mm -hmm. where Mm -hmm. going hands-on completely changes my initial impression like that's yeah and and so i I kind of think it's it's a valid point to like see a game and be like yeah probably not for me you know and and just Mm kind of glaze over it um so Mm -hmm. yeah i'd be interested to see what you think of it if you do pick it up but for me yeah those that that kind of first impression by and large is the right one for me yeah, same. I, yeah, I mean, I, yeah. The one time I remember having a really good first impression from a demo, uh, and then I, I never played the full version because every review that came out of it was like, "This is terrible." But there was some game where you're, uh, I think it's called Murder Soul Suspect, S O U L. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I really enjoyed the demo. It was like, oh, cool! You're a detective. You're going through walls. There's this nice clue system. That was a really good demo. And then the game came out, and it was like, no, this is crap. It's Basically, you get one cool moment, and then that's about it. So they basically showed the one cool thing, and it's just repetition. Wow. Didn't really do <laughs> that good. So I'm like, oh, well. Worth yeah, a shot. I think too the bad. game sold horribly, too. I think Square yeah. Enix took a huge loss on it. Yeah, I think so. Oh, well. Everybody, like, uh, like it's like a 3D version of um, Ghost Trick. But Ghost Trick's way better. Oh, right, <laughs> Ghost Trick, yeah. <laughs> Speaking I'm of things that need to I get, know what Ghost Trick is? Oh, Steve, you need, if that ever gets ported, it's on phones, but uh, it's, it's from the from, creator uh, of Ace Attorney, Attorney yeah. and you uh, play a well, basically a dead guy trying to solve his own murder, but you have to use like poltergeist techniques in order to get people to notice the things you notice. That so sounds cool. Pretty fun. I, I've never played an Ace Attorney game either, though. <laughs> so I, I feel like I have a lot of, like, essential gaming to catch up it's on. It's like guys. a just visual novel kind of poking around, and then uh, you stumble upon clues and things you can trigger from time mm-hmm. to time. Okay. Yeah. Ace Attorney is great, but you definitely, like with any visual novel, I think you need to be in the right mood for that kind of game. Because mm-hmm. it's a lot of reading. 
there's not a lot of you know there's not really no action it's just reading and, and examining mm-hmm. and investigating which is awesome but you have to be in the mood for it yeah the dialogue carries yeah. it forward and that's definitely oh it's so good the dialogue in ace attorney mm. is just plus yeah. uh, both ace attorney and ghost trick have a really cute dog and that automatically well it's it's based better. off the uh there's a director or producers the dog like his dog shows I, up oh, in every right. game like, <laughs> yeah i love like, isn't it, his name's his name's bullet right yeah. Oh, yeah. What a great name for a dog. <laughs> a, yeah, right. Just a tiny little Shiba Inu that's a missile. Thank you, Azrael. Missile. It's missile, right. That's awesome. Even better. Even better. Even better, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, that's why I made sure to get uh, to get Tim's dog in the thumb for yesterday's today's news tonight. I was like, nah. <laughs> he, he brought his adorable little palm, right? Yeah, uh, palm on the stream. And I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to have that in the thumb. <laughs> well... Let's go ahead and jump into our news topics uh, for the week. And first off, uh, Nintendo and Lego have revealed even more expansion sets for their Mario series. Uh, we got new play sets. We got new power-ups, like I think the penguin suit's in there, uh, the raccoon or the tanuki suit, and uh, some new, I think, enemies as well. And, I mean, there's not much for me to say, honestly, because it's like, cool, great play set yeah. for kids. I it's not the type of Legos I care about. Same. It's, yeah, it looks like no. it's got a lot of yeah. NFC chip kind of mm-hmm. interactive. Have there been any other Lego sets that have used a lot of NFC uh, technology? Like, I can't not think really. of any off the top of my head. So that's n- good old Nintendo being good old innovative Nintendo. Definitely good for families, but I don't do a lot of... Legoing myself, you know. Same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I gotta say, yeah. this Lego Mario looks kind of terrifying. Like it's actually. <laughs> oh, you haven't kind seen it before. Looking. <laughs> oh, you. I see- haven't seen the actual Mario. I've seen the sets, but I haven't seen the oh, actual Mario. You should here. see him when he's this turned off because he has black soulless <laughs> eyes. Oh my I've God. got. It's horrible. I've got a fun story about Lego Mario. Oh boy. So if, if you nice. don't know, I did the uh, Game Explain review of the Lego NES. Mm-hmm. And Lego did not send, at the time, uh, they didn't send Game Explain a Lego Mario. And one of the th- big features of the thing is that it interacts with the Mario. So we had to reach out and we found that uh, Rami Cowboy uh, was willing to send us his Lego Mario review dude. And uh, I broke it, like, immediately. Oh, no. Um, oh, no. I, didn't, I didn't break it, break it, but... It, it said I had to download the app to use it and it was like hey there's a firmware update for Lego Mario and I was like oh okay like I guess I have to do this and then my phone just shut off as it was updating Mario's firmware so he was straight busted oh was he like, bricked his, did you brick like, Mario oh, no. I, I kind of sort of did like his eyes became his mouth and his mouth was just random power up items and I was like well he looks like he's from hell now and <laughs> Fortunately, That's like so I was good. able to, I was like freaking out because I was like, "Oh my god, this dude sent me his his like unreleased Lego Mario," and I and I broke <laughs> it, and I don't know what I'm gonna do. And I managed to dig up like this obscure pre-release support document on how to like restore Mario in case you did exactly <laughs> oh, no. what I did, and oh, I got god. him fixed. But it was like my initial footage for the review just showed this hopelessly broken Mario, like with. A- <laughs> totally jacked up face it looked like nightmare fuel and i was like okay at least i can reshoot this segment now (laughs) but um to to go back to what you were saying ash like even without freakish like messed up eyes and mouth he is a weird unsettling like oddly chunky mario like Mm -hmm. 
doesn't something about him doesn't feel right. And the fact that uh, at least for the Lego NES, he scans a barcode, which means like his undercarriage area is a camera lens. Oh. <laughs> it's really is really unsettling. Like everything about Mario feels wrong. <laughs> Yeah, and it's it's weird to me because it is just a pure imagination toy. Like, yeah, you have these sets and they have these timers, but it's like the kid can do whatever they want. There's no like special thing here. Like, oh, yeah, only thirty seconds. Oh, I win. <laughs> like, yeah, but that's that's my adult <laughs> brain explaining this stuff. Rob, of course, Rob Arman X says Cooch Cam Mario. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> That's that's one of the funniest oh, comments no. we've seen in any today's that news tonight. That is the worst so Mario power up. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Okay. Um, to bring it back to Lego, though, I will say uh, props to Nintendo of Europe. I was watching the trailer while we were talking about this, and they've got a ton of diversity in the trailer in the kids, mm. the, the the child actors in the trailer. So right. you know, Nintendo's usually been pretty good about that. Yeah, yeah, they have been a lot in the in more recent years. Mm-hmm. I will say that I like one one thing that I saw in this set that I really like is that the poison mushroom from Super Mario Brothers Two is back or Lost Levels if you're if you're talking right. about the Western releases. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but I've always loved the poison mushroom. Like I loved the idea that you could be running, trying to like desperately get you know a power up, and they're like, "Psych, this mushroom is now going to try to kill you." <laughs> and I, there was always something that instilled this sense of dread. I love that there's an actual official toy of it, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but. I, I'm, I'm kind of with you, Derek. Like, I don't see the... Like, even my kids, I know that they wouldn't play with this the quote-unquote right way. They would just, like, it, do exactly what you said. Like, oh, I'm running out of time. Well, I guess I win now. And, yeah. I mean, I'd rather they, they just play, like, Mario on the NES Classic or something right. than, than uh, spend hundreds of dollars building up a Lego set that I know they're just going to crush <laughs> along with my along with my heart <laughs> yeah um, I just pretty I, small I, looking sets too uh mm. probably kind of small for the the cost that you usually think of when you get a Lego set um, yeah yeah hard to say really Lego tend to be I, pretty expensive yeah yeah, it, yeah. pretty pricey I think yeah yeah, um, yeah I mean um, the the Lego NES was somewhere in the neighborhood of two hundred three hundred bucks like Golly. it was pretty expensive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so I just can't like I and I've seen I think the Lego Mario just by himself is like sixty bucks or something like that. It's it's all yeah, really expensive all stuff. Yeah. yeah, I mean there's a lot of cool tech in it, but I just I don't I don't really see the appeal too much. Yeah. Sure. Not really. I, I'm still waiting for Lego Peach's Castle, Lego Hyrule Castle, Lego right. you yeah. know, name well known thing here. They do all those like X Wings for Star Wars, Lego R Wing. Oh yeah. wow! There's Steven, really cool ideas. Turquoise in the chat mentions that Lego Mario is eighty dollars. Oh no! That is, that is that a lot. I can't justify Gross. that. Nope. It's definitely yeah. the technology inside that is causing it to be that price. But I can't. I would not be able to justify spending that much money on it. Mm-mm. I love I love no, Meowstick's suggestion though. Lego Pikmin actual size. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would buy that also, for an actual dollar. <laughs> <laughs> Jared's suggestion is great. Lego Samus's gunship would be really Ooh. cool. Also, let's get Ooh. a Lego Halberd, right? Get some, get some Kirby. Oh yeah, action get in there. Kirby in there. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Good. Now I'm just imagining like Lego Marks <laughs> make him like his freak his, <laughs> like his freaky back bat form. Right. This is, it's funny. It's kind of an aside, but Steve, you mentioning how much you like the poison mushroom has now got me thinking about how cool an update that would be for Super Mario Brothers 35. To like oh, have, yeah. to, have that wrinkle where poison mushrooms could show up as well. I don't know how exactly it would happen, 
but that would definitely throw an interesting wrinkle into you know what people have gotten pretty used to the game and how to win now that would throw a really cool wrinkle into it agreed that'd be really cool yeah um but yeah let's go ahead and continue on because i'm all legoed out and uh honestly this next story i considered not covering it but then i remembered kaylin was on here gonna be on the show today and like this is a kaylin story because square enix has started another the world ends with you countdown i I love how much they've been teasing yeah seriously and the funny thing is the last time they did this mobile game yeah that's all it is a lot of people think it might be like a countdown to a pc release since it came out on Switch. I think think that's the most common yeah. idea here. Uh, because the anime, I, they, I think they put out the first episode as a preview. And mm-hmm. the anime itself doesn't start until next year, correct? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which... So there was, uh, there was another tease, like, back in October or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, Tetsuya Nomura is such a... <laughs> just Square Enix's <laughs> troll. But, like, yeah. he... Uh, he teased something back in October, and uh, it's it's just such a bummer because I I genuinely enjoy the world ends with you, and there's not a lot of things that maybe in the last ten years that Tetsuya Nomura has touched that I get like really excited about, <laughs> uh, and I just want it to be something so cool. Uh, I it's great that we had the the Switch re-release. Um, I guess a PC port would be pretty cool. Uh, if they had more news on the anime, that'd be great. Um, if there was a new game in the franchise, that'd be super cool. Not counting on it. Very yeah. much not yeah. counting on it. I, yeah. I, I got the Switch version. I'm pretty sure I played the epilogue, but I don't know if I finished it or not. Because wasn't that supposed to, like people would think talking about that being a sequel right. bait or something like that? Yeah, I it was a tease. Play. It's a real yeah. tease. I yeah, mean, it I'm, could it could be a sequel. I think I think the last countdown has certainly taught people not to get their hopes up. But I mm-hmm. I wouldn't completely write the possibility of this being a sequel off the table. I think it's, I, I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. I personally mm-hmm. agree with our executive producer Rob X in the chat, <laughs> who says uh, I'm assuming it'll be another anime trailer, which is cool. But you know, yeah. and, and I kind of agree. We know an anime is coming next year, like Kalen said. Mm-hmm. So it would make sense in late november for them to for them to offer an update on the anime i'd agree i think that's kind of the 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 move that makes sense here and is you know usually occam's razor simplest simplest (laughs) explanation is the most likely so um i'm going with that i agree with you rob Arman x i think that we're just going to get another trailer which cool i i personally want to see the anime the game i haven't really dug into i Mm -hmm. have it on switch but i just haven't really had the time Um, but an anime i could easily justify that's a Switch game I yeah. recommend highly playing in handheld mode. I usually right. play on TV, but oh, okay. just with the control scheme they have, like you can make it work, but only certain powers work that yeah. well on the I controller. mean, the game was always intended to be handheld, 3DS, you know, yeah. so I think right. it, it loans itself to handheld mode very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember demoing The World Ends With You on Switch at apex at some point in time and i remember the the person running the demo being like yeah you know we wish we could let you play this in handheld mode that's how we recommend playing it Mm. but you're here to capture footage so you're not going to do that Mm. (laughs) yeah yeah i remember having to do that when i was uh reviewing the game and i'm like well i'll just suffer through this hopefully get enough that i can and then immediately to handheld mode and was doing so much better Mm, yeah Uh, 
if if it is a sequel or if there ever is a sequel i hope they do something really clever with a name like the world ends with you too or the world ends with two i don't know but they, they there's there, there's so many possibilities for mm. a clever for clever wordplay in the sequel to this game so i hope they do something fun with it don't Isn't have it another called- missed opportunity like splatoon that right, they never right. ran oh my with. god they that never still ran. kills me <laughs> so, yeah ah uh. Isn't it called uh, Into Wonderful World or Into a Wonderful Life in J- Japanese? I don't think so. Gosh, I think it's a wonderful I, I, world. Google. I, yeah, I, I think, Evernight Studio just uh, confirmed it's a wonderful world. It's a wonderful world, yeah. yeah. I, th- I thought so. I remember that being in the pre-release and then they released it as uh, yeah, The yeah, yeah, World yeah, Ends yeah. With You. And uh, both, make, mo- both make sense the way, you know, I can point to the exact line where they, you know, title drop. It's like, oh, I can see them saying it's a wonderful world. But the world ends with you is much more attention grabbing, I'd say. And right, I, you know, there's love for the project because they ended up in Kingdom Hearts. They put their music tracks in Kingdom Hearts. Oh, that that uh, made me super excited mm-hmm. when I got to that part of the yeah. game. Uh, I was just freaking out, like, mm-hmm. oh, we're acknowledging this franchise in here. Made me super. I'm happy. so excited to get to that part in uh, Melody of Memory. Yeah. I haven't yet, but I'm I'm really excited to get to the, the whole Dream Drop Distance chapter of Melody of Memory. Yeah. yeah, and like I said, there's not many like like Tetsuya Nomura things that I get real excited about. I used to get super excited about Kingdom Hearts, and uh, I don't nearly as much as I used to anymore. Or projects that Nomura worked on, like Final Fantasy 15 for 80 bajillion years, and then he didn't do anything <laughs> yeah. with until they had to finally get him on Kingdom Hearts 3. Uh, but World Ends With You is one that I would, I'm, I would be super happy if they did. Just get another one out there, out the door. Um, if mm. if they ever made another the bouncer, I would even Ooh. say you know oh, the what, bouncer. go to town because yeah. nobody Sion thinks Barzak. about that game. <laughs> nobody thinks yeah. about that game, but you could do whatever you wanted with it. You like it, you people really are could. like are, are saying Kingdom Hearts three just characters are flying all over the place and doing whatever it's kind of a visual mess but if you did that with the bouncer nobody would care there wouldn't be a single True. angry person bring, bring back the ragdolls yeah. bring back the ragdolls it'd be yeah. hilarious oh my for god for some reason the, the the characters names are ingrained in my memory and just hearing the the announcers say them like Kolefo, Sion barzad i for, i, I don't even like the game that much but for some reason, it's just it, it is Im- I, emblazoned in my I brain. Only I only ever rented it when I first got my PS2, but it's never left my head. Like I don't think about it too much. But whenever like, it's, it's brought not up, a like, good game. I remember it. It's, yeah. it's no. just yeah. It was just a PS2 around launch somewhere, somewhere around launch. Generally yeah. around yeah. launch, it was Square Soft's it, first PS2 drop, yeah, and right. um, it still looks pretty decent for a launch PS2 game. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It does actually. I mean, that's that's square for you, mm. um, uh, Kaylin. I want to I want to go back to what you were saying about Tetsuya Nomura because you made some really good points there. Yeah, I used to be much like you. I used to be a huge fan of anything he touched, right. and I still really love Kingdom Hearts. But mm-hmm. he he's just taken too long, too many times to not quite deliver on things he's maybe promised. It, it, to, for me to still be that excited, like exactly, yes. I still feel mm-hmm. so burned by the ending of Kingdom Hearts Three after right. how long we had to wait for it. I was real and upset by that ending. Like I, I was, was so excited so for it. Upset. It came out um, like the I day before confused. my birthday, 
And I was like, mm -hmm. oh man, what a great birthday present. I've been waiting like literally half yeah. my life for this game. And then yeah. it comes out and the gameplay is amazing. Loved yeah. the gameplay of Kingdom Hearts 3. Mm -hmm. I was like, but I know. I don't even have to have seen hide nor hair of the story of this game. The story of this game is going to be a mess. And it was. It was exactly mm -hmm. what yeah. I was counting on. But I loved the gameplay. But that ending really... But, but Namura's got this yeah. problem where he's he's super scatterbrained and he loves mm. to just start <laughs> picking up lots of projects at the same time. Um, and he'll yeah. he'll start doing artwork, for example, for other companies, for toy companies, for other game companies, in the middle of being a director or a producer of another AAA title. Exactly. Yeah. We can't yeah. be doing this, man. Square Enix <laughs> needs yeah. like a little bit more focus. I'll never forget, uh, my wife was sitting next to me when I finished Kingdom Hearts 3, and when the thing happens, the, you know, the, she, she has, of course, you know, we've been together for like 12 years, she knows how much I love Kingdom Hearts, and she knows how much I love Sora. Mm -hmm. So when the thing happens, I'll never forget, she just looked at me with her eyes wide, and she's like, oh my god, you must hate this. And I'm like... <laughs> Just give me a moment. Yeah. yeah give me a yeah. moment. This. I, I, I was so confused at first. Like, wait, what just happened? Because I didn't, it took me a yeah. while to, to process. And that's why I didn't hate it right away. Because I wasn't sure what exactly was going on. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no more has got a sequel bait. And we kind of got a slight answer. Thanks to Remind. And mm -hmm. it, it, it kind of works. Like, but I, I, as a Kingdom Hearts fan. I've also to, uh, learned to accept any kind of bullshit they send my way. It's like, all right, sure. Right. <laughs> sure. Right. I'm actually really shocked starting up Melody of Memory and having no setup whatsoever. It's just like, all right, here's recap. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, apparently all the new story content comes in at the very end of Melody of Memory. Like, you yeah, have to play the entire mm -hmm. world tour mode. And, and yeah, so it's not until the very end. But I can't, I have heard, spoiler free, from people who've seen it, like, oh, it got me really invested again. Like as much as I, people are saying, I can't you know, do it. I can't go like back. No, Hearts 3, no. They're, 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 they're saying it's getting him invested again. No, so they I'm got curious. master of masters. They got, I'm sorry. I've, I've loved Zigbar basically ever since birth by sleep with Brig. And I'm like, I, I just fell in love with that character. And like the promise of more of him. I'm like, yes. And yeah. who knows how, like I watched somebody summarize the events of what's going on in, what is it? Unchained key or whatever they call the mobile title. Now I haven't looked at the oh, dark Union road stuff Cross now. Union cross. Yeah. Dark Union road, cross. Yeah. And there's some really, really deep stuff. Like, uh, I don't think there's any kind of spoiler, but yeah, but like Marlucia's sister got murdered. Right. In, in the yeah, keyblade I, I, war I or something like that. Into that. Yeah. And it's like, it's, what? Yeah. Yeah. Steve, we got to get you playing kingdom hearts, man. I know you're I, looking I'm at us like we're, we're and crazy like, and well, yeah, we are. what the hell this sounds yeah. this is getting deep and never, <laughs> I, never I forget there is them. a fake Sora in a computer somewhere but he's a real thing but he's not he has a real right. heart Data Sora yeah I, I love how just batshit crazy Kingdom Hearts can get I, I, I am like, kind of grateful yeah. that Kingdom Hearts 3 explained replicas at least a little bit it's like okay this yeah. now it kind of right. clicks for me hold yeah. up <laughs> I, as someone as someone who's on the outside of this, I have to ask, what is what is crazier, Kingdom Hearts lore 
or Metal Gear. Look? Oh, that gets compared all the time. Ooh, that's the that's time. that's rough. I would say they're equally crazy in different ways. Yeah, a weird ass story to like, surpass Metal Gear. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. The, the, the like difference Kingdom is Hearts Metal is... Gear philosophizes Kingdom Hearts is just pure shonen BS. And <laughs> yeah. total fantasy. And when you're continuously making up new fantasy, and every time you state a new sentence, it like overwrites the sentence that came before it. Um, that's where Kingdom Hearts really... You thought it was like this, yeah. but it wasn't I, like this at all. The interpretation of what Kingdom Hearts actually is changes from game to game, at least because the what I, th- I thought it was the door at the end of the original mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts. That's I was like, oh, okay, that's Kingdom Hearts. The light came out. But no, it's like beyond the door, and now it's the, mo- the moon that was in that. But that's not the real Kingdom Hearts. That was a fake Kingdom Hearts. we got to get the yeah, that was clash in Kingdom order to get the real one, yeah. which looks pretty similar to what the fake one was. But are, are you saying Kingdom Hearts is the friends we made along the way? Because If they would I mean, just simplify it to that, it. I think I, everyone yeah. would believe it. If he would just well, you know, say uh, that. <laughs> You know what What series is lore is even crazier than both Kingdom Hearts and Metal Gear, though? Donkey Kong, obviously. The great game <laughs> oh, yeah. Anybody? Yeah. I, I honestly thought you were going to say Nier, because I've watched, uh, I, I oh, think Nier I said this before, Clemp's videos yeah. on how Drakengard like, goes into Nier and how those all work together, and it's like, that's yeah. a crazy timeline, but it's Yoko Taro, so it gets a pass because it's just that insane. Oh god! Yeah, the the chat is blowing up in a in a civil war over what series has the weirdest lore. Oh, and, Ooh, Sonic oh, Lord. Actually, yeah, I have. I think I have an answer for this. I've never played it, but I've heard from fans, and it just it does seem wild. Guilty Gear. Guilty Gear. Mm. Probably oh yeah, has somebody, the somebody mentioned a Guilty Gear. I don't know what the hell is going on in Guilty Gear, and I've been playing it since 1999. I'm so. I'm just gonna <laughs> continue to believe that Guilty Gear is nothing more than a fighting game. And uh, just not going to bother trying to understand it further. <laughs> yeah. Oh, gosh. Well, let's continue on because whew, that was a <laughs> Square Enix, right. man. My bad. My bad. No, no, no. <laughs> it's, it's all cool. <laughs> no, it's great. I'll talk Kingdom Hearts forever. Yeah. Oh, yeah, of course. Anyway, uh, let's talk prices because PlayStation's CEO, Jim Ryan, got into a little bit of hot water today when he said that £70 is a fair price for PlayStation 5 games. Now, you know, we're good friends with John, and uh, he's a good old Brit, and he's explained to us that that, uh, what is $70 for us is it quite a bit pricier for them where it's more like eighty five, ninety dollars? Yeah. Ninety two. Yeah, today yeah, the right conversion Yikes. is like ninety two seventy something. For a single game. Mm-mm. He said so, that was a good price. Yeah. I think I, I think that there's an issue here, right? Um because there's there is one thing that I think Sony is kind of a victim of circumstance on. In, in Europe, they have VAT, what is, and that's value-added tax, and it has mm. to be built into your sticker price for everything. And the minimum amount of, of value-added tax you can add to a product is fifteen percent. Oof, that's nuts. So, yeah. so think about yeah. if you recontextualize yeah. just a bit, and you think seventy dollars, right? But in most counties, in most places in in the United States. One, our sales tax isn't added to sticker price. We just kind of have to add that in our heads. Mm-hmm. Um, and where I'm at, it's like 9%. Mm-hmm. And I think in most places, I, I would say that's one of the higher ones. I don't know. Yeah, because th- Pennsylvania yeah, was probably 6%. Have, 
Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, I believe it's 9.75 here, maybe even 10. I mean, yeah. Horrible yeah, I think it goes, so, went up so, to 10 recently. I think back in Texas ugh. it was 8, if I'm not mistaken. Mm. Yeah. Right. So, so unfortunately, like, I mean, one, Sony's not going to come out and, and go to battle with, with the government of, of Europe, right? Mm-hmm. The right. other part of it is that, you know, they're, they are kind of stuck with, like, a frankly shitty tax structure <laughs> that, mm-hmm. that is uncool that they have to incorporate into their marketing. Um, you know, because I'm sure they'd love to be able to be like, oh, yeah, it's, it's whatever, you know, minus 20%. Um, yeah. That being said... Yeah, it's absolutely not a fair price. Like, and I think mm-hmm. they know that. But you know, corporations are never going to come out and be like, "The prices of our games are terrible." So the question <laughs> and we is, we want you to buy them anyway. The question is, is, is this at all reflective of um, what we're going to slowly start to see uh, either here in North America or in other regions as far as pricing of games is concerned? That's what I would like to right. know. So next gen games, people are already pushing the envelope on seventy dollar or sixty nine ninety nine for a next gen right. game out here. And I'll be frank, I kind of expected this. Like it every time coming. there's a yeah, there when there's a major resolution bump, there's a price hike that goes along with it. When you know games, we we seem to all not remember anymore. Games used to be fifty bucks before they were hd mm-hmm. and then well i mean the history of games is weird right eight well, yeah. games were like 80 dollars yeah I know. <laughs> and then yeah. and then they kind of like games yeah and 64 was 60... really expensive Oof. yeah it, it it kind of fluctuated a lot but we kind of reached like once disc-based media was was the standard we reached a 50 dollar equilibrium here in the states and then hd consoles happen and they're like whoa you know like making making these games takes more time so now they're sixty dollars and we all got pissed and then we settled down and then they introduced 4k games at seventy dollars so it's being the frog I, I, in the the bowl and you're raising the heat and not getting out of it as they do it very slowly yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah. i have i have to wonder how they use the money because uh what did he bring up in that article he brought up like demon souls as an example of a game that he thinks is worthy of that cost and I'm, I'm wondering, well, are we taking into account, um, is, is that money going back into the labor? Uh, you know, there's been huge discussions as of late of um, people in crunch right before a release, uh, maybe not getting uh, fair treatment or fair pay. Um, does the money go back to where it's supposed to go back to, or is it just like the top people in the company that are seeing that money come back and it's not really going down to the people who are right, actually exactly. physically yeah. working on the games. Yeah, I think yeah. I think when you talk about corporate practices where pricing is concerned, you're never going to find like you're never going to come back and be like, "Well, that was fair." Yeah. <laughs> like no. you're never you're never going to yeah. come back with a good feeling about where your money goes when you give it to any corporation, but um I, I, I do think that, you know, part of it is uh, game budgets are definitely ballooning, right? Like games are getting mm-hmm. bigger and game yeah. and development teams are getting bigger than ever before. So, yeah, you're going to put out more money and and probably, you know, in, in the cases of lots of big name games, engage in some questionable practices along the way to creating those. But I, I don't. I, I have to wonder if that cost being passed down to us is, is indicative of raising costs or raising the top level's salaries. Right, too. exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It could be a little bit of both. I mean, it, Rob yeah. Arman X put it, put it nicely, too, in the chat. The problem that I have with higher game prices is that none of it goes to the developers but the CEOs. Yes. Exactly. Right. And, you know, I, I do think, I mean, clearly the the price of game development is is inflating, you know, with every generation. That's definitely true. But, 
yeah, the question is how much of that is lining the pockets of the CEOs and the other execs because it's certainly not going to the developers and that's the problem. Mm -mm. Yeah, for me, for me, if I knew, if I had a way to know that this money was going to the people making the game and not not the the person that runs the whole studio, yeah, take the extra ten bucks. Exactly, I'm more than happy yeah. to give it to the creators. Absolutely. Um, yeah, but if it's going to give the CEO another two million dollars on their bonus this year. I absolutely don't want that. Yes. You're yes. already those rich. guys. I'll, I'll wait for it to be used, and there you go. Mm -hmm. yeah. 40 bucks. Exactly where I'm coming from, yeah. 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 So so long story short, $70 games are, are definitely a thing. They're going to be here to stay. Yeah, uh, they're not going to I don't think... Yeah, 70 pounds is in no way fair, I, but I think you have to contextualize the price in terms of the economic and, and government governmental climate in, in Europe. Uh, so I think that, you know, Sony is kind of strapped to this ball and chain that is the value added tax. But they also, you know, what are they going to do? Piss off an entire government by saying it's it's their fault. Look at them. <laughs> so they have to take the heat on this. Yeah. Um, not fair, not cool. Um, but I don't know that it'll change anytime soon either, unfortunately. A lot of Japanese what? games kind of fall in between. The cost falls in between, I think, what we would consider a normal uh, retail in North America and what we are now seeing here uh, coming out of Europe. I always thought Japan's prices were, were a little high. A game that I would see going for 60 bucks would be approximately um, 7,000 yen, somewhere around the $70 mm. range. And I, but that's kind of Japan for all of their packaging, for all of their media. It's like the same for CDs and Blu-rays and that sort of thing. A lot of their yeah. physical media comes across like that. And sometimes I'm just like, well, I'm really into importing games, so maybe sometimes I will take that hit. But I can't imagine taking that hit in Europe. Is, uh, Steve, I think you were the one that said, don't Japanese games go on sale extremely quickly, like after a month? Yeah, so the used game market in Japan is ridiculously good. Mm -hmm. So you can get a game like a month after it's come out from Super Potato, like obviously in Japan, for like 10 bucks, like <sighs> a thousand yen in some cases. And these are games like right now I have Amazon Japan pulled up since we're talking about this. Mm -hmm. And if you want to buy Age of Calamity on Amazon Japan, it is 6,800 yen. So about the price of a next-gen game here in the States. Mm -hmm. um, but I guarantee you about... 90 days from now, let's say that same game. If you walked into a used, a, a local used game store in Japan, not online, that's really important. <laughs> um, you'll, you'll probably pay 2000 yen for that same game. Um, that's because wild. the yeah, used game market, wow. like once you're done with a game and you turn it in, they sell them used for just pennies on the dollar. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Cause, cause like that my... culture is that the game comes out, you get it launch day, and then you marathon the ever-loving hell out of that game, and you immediately yeah. turn it around uh, and sell it back. It just, it immediately. And hmm. so many people do this. Uh, and the packaging, when you get it used after that, is impeccable. It's like it's a brand new game. It's like no one's ever touched it. Uh, I highly recommend buying used Japanese games. If I it could read the language. <laughs> yeah. so, it, it, and, it's especially wild. Oh, God, Steve. Oh, no, I was just going to say, this is, this is just kind of a fun thing for everyone out there. If you're looking for a really cool collector's edition of Age of Calamity, you can drop 160 bucks to get a, a freaking sailcloth blanket. <laughs> like, you gotta love that. Um, yeah. But yeah, I picked, up, I picked up a used copy of Shenmue 2. Mm. Like, at, 
maybe a few years ago, like five years ago, a Japanese used copy. It was 500 yen. Yep. And yeah. it looks like a brand new game. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like Same. Yeah. No, that's what I was going to say. Like, especially the retro used game market in Japan is so wildly different from what we have here. I mean, the first time I went to Super Potato years ago, I remember seeing like a new inbox copy of Chrono Trigger. And I'm like, well, that's just going to be so expensive because I didn't know at the time. And it was like 1200 yen. Yeah. Yeah. Was, I did the exact like, same like thing. Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> it's like for here, you know, in, in the U.S., that would go for you know 100 at least 150 to, yeah. you know oh, yeah. it's it's crazy just to, and i was able to get all six uh, nes rockman games for like 10 to 1500 yen a piece there it is there it wow. is guys yeah. you know what that was oh, yeah. <laughs> right, right. the obligatory mega man mention of the episode that wasn't even intentional but i'll take it yeah yeah, I think similarly, you picked me up a copy of uh, Final Fantasy VI on SNES while you I were did, there. yeah i got I you ff6 i got andre donkey kong country yeah that's right yeah, there's um, there's Book Off and Hard Off in Japan as well. Uh, they're resale stores uh, for books, and then for hardware and software, video games and stuff. There's some Book Offs out here on the West Coast as well, um, and I think in Hawaii it's just this Japanese resale chain. And when I was in Japan, I I got all of the Sakura Tyson, the Sakura Wars games. Nice uh, from. Sega Saturn to Sega Dreamcast, and they were each like I don't know, seven hundred yen a piece, something oh crazy God. like that. And all the packaging <laughs> is all intact, like those those spine sleeves that a lot of Japanese games often have if they're on CDs or, or something like that. They just slipped it right back on the inside of the CD packaging. Um, all all the advertising that usually you'd be like, I don't need this coupon or this postcard to mail back to the company for, like, if you bought this take game. Take a survey. Take the survey or whatever. Yeah. It's all still just stuffed back in there cleanly. It was amazing. Absolutely amazing. Times I wish I could read Japanese. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Well, let's go ahead and jump over to our next topic, which... Um, is Animal Crossing New Horizons. Uh, they revealed the winter update yes. today and also mentioned that on the 19th, save data transfer is finally coming. So you can transfer your save data from one switch to another, uh, which will be very useful for some people. And I don't play Animal Crossing, but I saw a lot of excited people for the new hairstyles. Uh, that's <laughs> Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, that was, so, like, there was some good representation in there. Yeah, I think that uh, this... I I love these holiday updates, first off. I think that they really swung and missed with uh, Bunny Day. Mm. But everything Mm. since then has been incredibly good. Like, uh, Halloween was just awesome. (laughs) Um, Like, you were able to get face paint and costumes and get, like, spooky reactions that you could only get during that time. Uh, And I think that that is really compelling stuff that makes me want to, you know, like, because I put Animal Crossing down a while back. I did too, yeah. Yeah, these events kind of bring me back. They make me, you know, for however long. Like, I'll play it during the event. Um, So, yeah, and you can finally sit. You can do yoga. You can do other cool stuff like that. I mean, they seem like Animal Crossing is a game that's hard to explain to a non-fan because you're like, oh, my God, I can sit. Whatever, (laughs) man. That is dumb. (laughs) I mean, it was cute seeing the emote where they're like using their camera to take pictures of something all around. And it's it's adorable. It it really is. And and really, one of the things for me, and, and this is getting a little personal about this update, but I'm so excited to have this update coming out now because um 
if, for those of you that don't know, like I separated from my, my children's mother last year or not last year, but like three years ago. And I spent last Christmas without my kids. And that is a heartbreaking experience. That's rough. Yeah. It was, yeah. Yeah. And so, you know, but also little kids go through so tremendous growth in a short period of time. Last Christmas, my, my oldest daughter, there's no way in hell she would have been able to play Animal Crossing because she couldn't really read. Mm. And, you know, now she's an excellent reader. And this year I get to share this with her. I am so damned excited. Oh, that's like, so good. She's going to be at home. Great. We're going to be that. able to play this together. And I just cannot wait to have those moments with her uh, this holiday season. So this, this so for great. me, has just kind of an extra personal layer of hype to it. But... Um, sure. I, I absolutely cannot wait to play this, even even aside from my own personal reasons. This, to me, is a very exciting update that I can't wait to check out. And I'm thrilled for kind of the more, you know, the more hairstyles so people can be more represented in mm. Animal Crossing. Like, you can finally be bald in Animal Crossing, which it seems really <laughs> weird. That wasn't a choice before. So. Really? All in all, yeah, great vibes off this update for me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I get that. No, I mean, that's really cool. Yeah. Good, Kaylee? Oh, just it's just been such a long time since I picked I picked up Animal Crossing at launch and I was like, Yeah, I'm gonna get on this along with everybody else and I only ever traveled to a couple of friends' islands and I bet you everything on my island is completely overgrown at this point. But maybe now's <laughs> yeah. the time I should be jumping right back into it and clean the place up and Yeah, see I'm all thinking, the other unfortunately what I wanna do. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh I, no, I was gonna I was gonna say, um, I picked up New Horizons because Amy was playing it. It was like, okay, this is a chance to... I haven't really played it before. She was streaming it a bit. It's like, okay, this looks cute. I can have fun with her. That would be fun. And then she started getting really sick. And unfortunately, uh, the sickness from... Aww. We don't know whether it was co- you know, COVID or uh, the just pregnancy stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, she just could not really focus on anything. And unfortunately, because she was playing Animal Animal Crossing at the time, she now associates that feeling of sickness with Animal Crossing New Horizons. And she just can't really go back to it. So it's like, and I don't have any interest to play it on my own because I'm always playing something else. I'm like, well, I played it for a week and that's about it. (laughs) Oh man, that is is unfortunate. I think it's one of those games where if you do end up getting bit by it, it gets its hooks in you for a long time thereafter, mm. in most cases. I had just a really bad oh. experience all the way back on the DS. I would have parties with friends in college where we it would be either Halo 2 parties or Animal Crossing. It was really weird. It was one of those two <laughs> <Wow>. things. <laughs> but um, we'd join each other's lobbies and another friend would start to dig holes uh, in my town, and and then oh, he'd cover him up with leaves or something, and I'd fall in, and he just did oh, it all. Oh, pitfall! Yeah, he would just pitfall me yeah. all the time, and I was like, "Screw this! I don't want to play this anymore." And I didn't play for like an entire generation of Animal Crossing. Oh my and I came gosh! Back to this. Oh man, that is some effective trolling. It was, yeah, it was bad. Kidding. Yeah, it was bad. But I really want to play with other people, and I didn't really have a lot of other play, uh, a lot of other people to play with when this one came out. And so I just kind of eventually didn't start picking it back up every morning like I did right when it launched. It just kind of slowly got pushed to the side. But maybe, maybe with this update. Real yeah. real quick, Mark Cole in the chat says, Steve, would you play again if they finally brought back Rover? Hell 
Yes, Rover <laughs> is my dude, and he has been missing in action except for like a brief appearance. Uh, absolutely, if I could get him as a villager, I would grind until he lived on my island. <laughs> nice. So yes, one hundred percent. If they bring him back, I will. I will stream my attempts to get him to come live there. Um, I, you know what? I also kind of want to. We'll we'll take the temperature in the chat, but. Uh, maybe for this holiday season, for our patrons only, maybe I'll I'll do gift deliveries in Animal Crossing. So if you if you guys want me to pop fun. by your island somewhere around the holiday season and, and drop you off a gift, let me know and maybe we'll do that on our Discord or directly on Patreon. That'd be cool. I'm not sure if there's anything that could bring me back to Animal Crossing. I, I absolutely love what the series represents and is for people, but I, I think the Animal Crossing bug is kind of passed me by after New Leaf. I played quite mm. a bit of New Leaf, quite a bit of Wild World, but... I just feel like I'm kind of over it. Uh, I, I totally get that the games are great, and I love your wholesome story, Steve. That's just I, I, that's just fantastic, and I love how Animal Crossing can bring people together. But I just think I don't know. I just kind of ignored New Horizons. Um, it, it, I, I'll say this: it is a game that does not demo well. Derek, remember you and I tr- uh, had to demo it <laughs> yeah. at uh, Pax East this year, just rushing around like, like, like let's do it, try this, demo. let's try this. Like, uh, okay, cool. Yeah. I, I think that's new. Whatever, let's just move. I. I used, it, was, it does not uh, demo well. I used a ton of your demo footage in the Game Explain review for that. Oh, sweet. And I could sense like yeah. sense like the urgency that you guys had going through that because I was like, man, these guys are just trying everything. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. We had so, to. So if you watch, anytime that my my Animal Crossing character is not in the review, that is actually Ash and Derek playing. Mm-hmm. Nice. <laughs> um, really quick, Azran127 uh, posted a, re- a very wholesome comment. Uh, I'll never forget when my sister went from needing me to read Color Splash for her to her being able to play Origami King on her own. That's oh, so cool. that's yeah. cool. I yeah, that. that's amazing. Yeah. Mm, that's really cool. Uh, I'm sorry. I've, ever since uh, Kaylin brought up Halo and Animal <laughs> Crossing parties, I just keep imagining, like, your friend getting, like, five people in a fit- pitfall at once and it just, the game just all of a sudden going, kill-tacular. <laughs> I really want to see that in in a video, these two worlds (laughs) colliding in such a way that they shouldn't. But now that we've seen, like, what was it, the the new Doom that came out, like, at the same time as Animal Crossing, and people started just slamming these two properties together in fan-made <laughs> content. Now I think it could probably be done. <laughs> now you it was a magical time. Totally yeah. made that happen. Yeah. The fan art that came out of those two games releasing on the same day was legendary. They're amazing. Incredible. Mm. Yeah. So good. Well, our final news topic for the uh, day is CD Projekt Red showed off the differences uh, of uh, Cyberpunk 2077 on Xbox One X uh, compared to Series X. And yeah, it's about what you'd expect. It's a better looking version, seems to run well, but it's not like Xbox One version looks that bad either. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of set. And I think this this is just uh, this core game running on the Series X. It's not any particular special upgrade, which I think is planned. Mm-hmm. So this is just the basic upgrade to it. And I mean, I've not looked a lot at Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, it just... I, haven't even played the witcher yet so it's like there's a lot to get through and all that but the footage i saw was like okay this looks like a pretty cool game i'm not sure if i'd get into it but it's pretty i'm pretty excited about it mind you that's me um also having conflicting feelings about the company cd project right yeah that's what i was gonna say that having been said i did play the 
three prior Witcher games, and Witcher 3 especially was... I sunk so much time into it. I did just about everything you could possibly do, and I was really impressed with it. So the final product, I'm expecting really big things out of it. And then, I'm, I'm kind of not going to lie to you, Keanu Reeves sold me uh, when he stepped <laughs> I mean, out he's on very good at that. Yeah, that stage at E3, <laughs> and uh, he kind of sold me on getting an Xbox in the first place. So there I slapped down this money on an Xbox One, and then the next year I'm like, ah, they announced a new console. And then I got mm-hmm. <laughs> get the next one, and now I'm really not using the xbox one yeah i that's why i never picked up an xbox one because i just was not never interested yeah i wasn't interested until uh cyberpunk and now it's like oh i don't know why i did this (laughs) but but, uh, Uh i am somewhat impressed with you know lighting and of course load times is is probably to me even more important than, oh, lighting textures and and stuff like that. Uh, Being able to play the game more quickly and efficiently is perhaps more important to me. Uh, That I can see as being one big improvement, choosing the Series X version. But aside from that, it it looks like the same game to me. I'm looking at this footage playing right now, and I just... Okay, like if I yeah. if it I looks only had great regardless. Yeah, if I yeah. only had the Xbox One X and I didn't have the Series X, I my heart wouldn't be broken, I don't think. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I think we need to really we need to be careful not to get into uh, and I don't mean we specifically but just in general mm-hmm. gaming discourse. You know, we should try to be careful not to get into the fall into the trap of being like, "Oh man, you know, Xbox One X, that just that looks terrible now compared to next gen. I mean, I'm looking at this footage right now, and the Xbox One X version looks fantastic. Obviously, yeah, the Series yeah. X you can tell it looks, you know, better. But I don't you know, I don't think just because we have these shiny next gen consoles that have, you know, ray tracing and four K, that's all awesome. But that doesn't automatically invalidate and, and make current generation games ugly. Mm-hmm. And and it's so easy to fall into that kind of discourse. And it's it, but I, I think it's important not to do that because the games that are still coming out now for PS4 and Xbox One and Switch, might I add, still look great. Mm-hmm. So, but but of course, yeah, there is a de- definite quality differential uh, with the, you know, the next-gen consoles. Developers have kind of learned how to utilize art direction better, I'd say. Uh, yeah. Like, you could definitely make it look better, but like, Spyro Reignited looks fantastic, almost animation quality a lot yeah, of the times with its dragons and the new Crash 4 looked amazing at times. Like, it, yeah. it, it, it's they they push these systems very far nowadays, and yeah, they're going to look better, but it's still like it's not going to be painful to go back to these games. That's right. for sure. Yeah, the thing for me looking at this, I'm I'm confused because you know they mentioned at the end of that video that the next gen version is not coming till next year, some sometime, Nebulous 2021. But, I mean, there is a noticeable difference between the Series X and the One X footage. Mm. So are they showing us backwards compatibility, albeit with some weird improvements? Or is this the 2021 update that they're showing us? No, Um, I think it's the former. Yeah, I agree. And the article that we we link to in our document shows that as well. Um, But either way, like, I, I would not be offended (laughs) to play either of these you know i'm not gonna be like oh god how dare you like it's fine it looks really good so 
I mean, we're going to review Cyberpunk on the channel. Fortunately, I can confirm that, mm -hmm. but uh, we don't have it. Calm down. <laughs> but, um, I think really you know, we've if already, you're a, we've, a graphics stickler, you'll, did they announce a PC? You'll get it on PC. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. You, yeah. Right. yeah. If you're you a graphics go, stickler, you're getting this on PC. Yeah. Right. I am yeah, exactly. so... We touched on this yesterday, I believe, but I am so excited for the inevitable re-release of FF7 Remake Part 1 on Next Gen. Mm. Like, that, I, I, I still go back and look, just look look at that game, any part of it, other than when the texture glitches are happening, of course. <laughs> it, it is such an incredible-looking game. I mean, it is absolutely gorgeous, and it's obviously held back by the limitations of current of current gen, right? Yeah, so, some of those backdrops is, look a little, like, eh, iffy at times. Yeah. It was not my favorite game beginning to end but i'm never gonna argue with you that it didn't look absolutely amazing and that's 100 yeah. percent what i expect out of square enix and final fantasy is an amazing exactly. looking game regardless mm. of how good the game is otherwise but it looks amazing <laughs> and it should definitely go that would be and final fantasy 15 had the same results uh once it dropped it's... on pc so mm. right it sounds like we have the makings of an interesting FF7 remake post-mortem discussion, because I personally loved it, despite the issues I had with it. It's not perfect by any means, but it sounds like we could get an interesting discussion going about The parts uh, that FF7 were good remake. were really good. Then there were parts that yeah. I was not so thrilled with, <laughs> and I really did not gotcha. like those parts. So it's, it's I, I, not a huge... I almost have to withhold judgment until part two comes out, because there's so much, like, if, it, if they can pull it off... It'll be amazing. Right, right. But we're not sure if they can pull it off, and that's the big question. I would agree. I'd agree. I'll and we say all this, agree the I... Butterfinger tie-in was terrible. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh, uh, no. I will also, say this. Also, stupid the, the Gax keeping Crisis Core from getting remade or ported oh, somewhere. Right. We need Crisis Core and other things. I know. I, I, don't, I, know. I don't even like that character in that game. I, I love Gak, mind you. But I do love Crisis Core. And yes, he's I, totally got to be the reason that it's being held back from some sort of a re-release. I think that's it. Yeah. yeah. They kind of need but, it based uh, off yeah. parts of Seven Remake. <laughs> do they? I, I don't want to go there. I'm sorry. I, I will start a fight. <laughs> I don't understand I don't, it. I don't, I, I don't know what's going fight. on there, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'll, I'll say this. For, for all the flaws it has, and, and 2020 isn't over yet, my single favorite gaming moment of 2020 still comes from that game, and it's the Genova Dreamweaver fight. I get that. That mm. is just my favorite thing in gaming in 2020 mm -hmm. thus far. I mean, we'll see. I but, was uh, a, a yeah. big fan of, oh, what's the name of the house? The... Oh, the Hell House. Oh, the Hell, Hell House. House. Yeah. Easily. I, so good. I, um, I didn't oh, get I had a, super such a big excited smile. at a lot of moments, but Same. for whatever reason, yeah. Hell House brought me so much joy. I don't know why. Yeah. Because it's it, such a ridiculous enemy, and they yeah. actually brought it into this hyper-realistic yeah. HD version. Yeah. Like, they kept yeah. the weirdness of Seven, which was so gratifying to mm -hmm. see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, you know, it's such a small moment, but I'll always remember... The first time I experienced that walk with Aerith between, you know, on the, mm. along the rooftops where she's like, I'm not oh, somebody that who needs great. to be rescued. And then the ladder breaks. Shit. Yeah. And just grabs it. And it's <laughs> yeah. like, I don't know why. It just cracked me up and just like sold yeah. me on this version of Aerith. It's like, all right, she's a firecracker. That's that's what we want. But basically what I am saying to bring it all back is we need Hell House on PC so that it yeah. can... Yes, you can see it do. in its full Hell House. Be modded into glory. other things. Yeah, 60 <laughs> yeah. frames per second. 
hyper 4K HD, yeah. Push <laughs> Hell House where it needs to be. Exactly. Speaking of mods, this has nothing to do with anything, but I retweeted a video the other day that uh, of Resident Evil 2 on PC that replaced Nemesis or uh, Mr. X with uh, a giant Pikachu. Oh, amazing. And it was hilarious. Amazing. Just one of the Pikachu hilarious. mascots coming after you. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. But I think with that, we've covered all the major headlines from today's news. So uh, before we sign off, Kaylin, where can we find you at? Uh, pretty much anywhere on social media under Mars Girl, M-A-R-Z-G-U-R-L. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. It's, it's everywhere. Uh, I'm mostly caught tweeting and uh, tweeting obnoxiously probably, but that <laughs> is definitely where you can find me very quickly. Mm-hmm. And you're, I think you're doing uh, your Twitch series with Like a Dragon, correct? I am, yeah. Uh, almost every night. Some nights we, we take off. But yeah, we're spending deep dive time into Yakuza Like a Dragon uh, in our, on Twitch. So that's twitch.tv slash MarsGirl. Late into the middle of the night. If you're up at like 2 a.m., I might be there. <laughs> nice. Perfect. That's like my schedule. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice. Uh, and of course... Check out her review of Like a Dragon on Good Vibes Gaming. Self-plug. <laughs> but before we actually sign off, we also have to give a special thanks to all of our patrons at the producer tier for helping to make this show happen. In addition, uh, a massive thank you to our patrons at the executive producer tier and above. And those fine f- folks include Rob Arman X, Dan Entwistle, Z Patty, Adam O'Sullivan, Floating Mew, Christopher, The D-Pad, Vesmio, Ornstar, Dukamon, Diogo, Kieran Phillips, Benny Yao, Rosa Bowling, Geller, Shiny Turkey, Titus Malvolio, Jake Pelka, Michael Phone, Mitchell Herring, Top Dog 23100, Jay Acosta, and Game Explain. And I know you got, I saw the motion there, Steve. You wanted to say Mama Bowling stuff. Hell yeah. Hi, Mom. <laughs> I always say hi to my mom every episode. Fine. Of course. You we'll got say. it. It's the obligatory Mega Man moment for me mm-hmm. when I say there hi to go. my mom. Unless she unsubscribes, in which case, bye, Mom. <laughs> We're building up a lot of, uh, of a lot of required moments and mentions. We've got Yakuza, we've got Mega Man, and now we've got Mama Bowling. That has I, feel, I feel like we've also episode. reached the point where we have the obligatory offer to come on a Final Fantasy VII remake discussion. That's <laughs> that true. just yeah, RPG so discussions in general. Ash just wants to have a, just yeah. a massive 20-person argument about Final Fantasy VII. Just get into this verbal fist fight. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I never got to talk about it. And I have so much to say but we're are we officially in the post no because we haven't actually signed off yet because remember you too can become a patron over at patreon.com <laughs> slash gv gaming where you can watch today's news tonight live for as little as five dollars a month and that includes the post show that steve just mentioned well done sir thank you all so much for watching if you like this video be sure to subscribe to good vibes gaming for more good times like these and until next time good night and good vibes. Now time for the post show, Steve. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>